Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever episode of Two Girls in a Car, a podcast about two guys in a car. Up from the misty waters of a swamp somewhere in North Aurora, in one fist the severed head of a dreadful beast, in the other the handkerchief of a rescued damsel who quickly found her new situation far worse than the first. He is a man of many fedoras. His sweet lo-fi folk tunes and deeply sensitive prose will be sure to touch you on the small of the back without permission. He once shaved all visible hair south of his belly button for a much older woman. He is the man, the myth, the stallion, Ryan Derimetrius Drendel! And to my left, ripped straight from his Calvinist dating profile, a man who enjoys long walks on the beach, a man who enjoys a pina colada in his hands, and who will steal your kidneys if you're not careful. <laughs> this man once touched my leg, and I was kind of okay with it. <laughs> he is Gabriel The Rock Johnson Harder! <laughs> I feel like two girls in a car podcast. This this is a podcast about two guys in a car. Full full disclosure: we've started and stopped recording this podcast. Oh, this is definitely like our fifth take. However, we found out what we're gonna do. Yeah, the 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 problem was we we kept trying to start without talking points. Yeah. Like, and then we we found one talking point that ended up being super depressing and like not funny to anyone who isn't the two of us. Okay, so what we've done is we have found a list of, what, 12? 19. 19. From, we, Two entirely different numbers. We, <laughs> we googled. Uh, uh, best questions. if you're squinting. Uh, <laughs> best questions to ask on a first date. So we're going to ask these questions as if Gabe and I are on a first date together. Ryan, you've been still, on a first date? I've been on uh, several second dates. <laughs> um... Wait, okay. I've actually been on a date that I didn't know was a date, and yeah. so our second date was our actual first date. Like, that's not even a lie. I feel like I've been on the other side of those dates. Like, Wait, what do you mean? I feel like I feel like girls have been on dates with me that they didn't know were dates. Ah, <laughs> all right, all right. You were the, uh, you were the woman in my situation. All right, yeah. so in this relationship, in, the, in this fake relationship on our fake first date, you're the woman. This is appropriate. Are we going to answer these questions seriously? Yeah, let's just. I was I was thinking more absurdist, but I'll I'll, I'll vibe. I think you got to be honest. I'll vibe. Okay, okay, okay. What do you like to do in your free time? Oh, you're asking me. Oh, we're, we're, I mean, we're both gonna answer, but that's the first question. Okay, you gotta answer first. Okay, what do I like to do in my free time? Um, I. This is so sad. I just play video games and play guitar. Like that's my and, and and like watch movies that I've already watched like six times before. Gotcha. Like I watched Into the Spider Verse this morning for like the ninth time. Yeah. Because it was on Netflix and I own it. Like I didn't need to watch it on Netflix. I have the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like I go like if I'm like at a party or something, or somewhere where there are girls, and they're really into whatever guy. It's cool to be into. I feel like he's always like the Call of Duty, and then they're all like, "Oh!" And then I'm like, "They thought that was cool." 
Wait till they hear me talk about. Oh, Bentley. I can smell this sour cream. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Side tangent. Can you talk about this real quick? Yeah. So uh, Ryan is currently holding in his hand a tub of sour cream that expired in December of 2018. Yep. De- de- December 31st, 2018. And you ate a good amount of that. Tonight. Oh, I ate so much. I ate so much. Awesome. This I... may or may not be a podcast about Ryan slowly <laughs> getting audibly sick. <laughs> no. In my defense, I we were eating dinner. Someone made uh, baked potatoes, and um, I was like, it's just sour cream, and I was looking in the fridge. I find sour cream, I, like, drown. I don't like potatoes unless they're fries. And so, like, I drown my baked potato in the sour cream so it's palatable to me. And then, like, I'm about to eat, and he's like, oh, dude, don't eat that. It's expired. And I was like, well, I mean, it's here, so. Yikes. <laughs> so I ate literally all of it. All I was going to say was that I feel like sometimes... I think girls are going to be really into what I do with my free time, and uh, the answer is no, they're not. Oh, I was, I was still in the, I was, my gear was still set in sour cream, and I gotta go back, I gotta go back to girls at parties. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, what do I do in my free time? I study theology, and I write about theology, and that's it. And then I go into social settings and try to talk about theology and think it's impressive, and it turns out it's not impressive whatsoever. It's, uh, uh, a, a very dorky. I mean, thing. I think it's ple- see. I go into social settings and just start talking about comics, and like not specifically. Like, I don't talk about like, the. I, I mean, I do talk about the MCU. But I talk about like comics and like things that are happening in comics that no no one's read. And so, like, I feel like it's the same thing. It's like people just don't care what I'm saying, but I'm gonna t- talk about it. I'm just gonna keep talking about it. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we're both like that. This is a, this date is going well so far. What's yeah, the second yeah. question. The second question. Who is the most fascinating person that you've met? Oh, shoot. That's that's really good. You tell me. Um, I, the two dudes in Steak and Shake. <laughs> yeah! Oh, shoot. Wait, wait. No, no, no. The, I also met the most fascinating person I've ever met in a Steak and Shake, but it wasn't those two dudes. Wait, but you were there. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yes, you did. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, I'm going to go first. Yeah, yeah go for it. Because I... I Gosh. Okay, we're telling this one together because we both experienced it, but I didn't get to experience this this dude. Yeah. So we were at a Steak and Shake, and we, we like, had this, like, unspoken rule that you just don't go to Steak and Shake before, like, 10 p.m. Like, every Something's time... Something's wrong with your life. If you're every, yeah, if you had a Steak and Shake at, like, a like a 2 in the afternoon, then your life is in shambles. If Ryan... Like, okay, I'll put it this way. If Ryan texted me and was like, Gabe... I'm at Steak and Shake right now, and it was two in the afternoon. I would drive him home, and I would remove all the kitchen knives. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a risk to myself and others. Um, yeah, so you, if you don't go to Steak and Shake like past 10 p.m., then you're not going to experience what what, it, what Steak and Shake has to offer. Um, so anyway, so we're at Steak and Shake. It's like a group of like four of us, um, yeah. and there's these two dudes in the corner with like a bunch of office equipment. They have computers. <laughs> so much and stuff. <laughs> computers and these big old like film cameras and like printers and a fax machine Uh, and and like we're just like the entire time we're just trying to like have a conversation that just keeps circling back to what in the heck are these dudes doing why are they at a steak and shake within like they have turned yeah it's it's by the time we like actually go and like approach them it's probably around 1 p.m yeah um and so we're all sitting there and our buddy brian finally is like i'm just I, i'm i'm gonna ask what's going on i gotta know what's going on and so he goes up and like he's talking to them for a couple minutes and he comes up and he goes dude they're super chill and i was like really he's like yeah like they're like they're uh working with 
Tom Cruise for a film. Not Tom Cruise, sorry. Uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, and we were like... I don't know which is funnier. <laughs> I mean, I think Tom Hanks is funnier with, like, what they told us. <laughs> okay. Um, and so we're like, we go up and talk to them. Like, they invite us over. They're like, yeah, we want to, we love to talk about what we're doing. And we're like, yeah, we would love to hear it. So we're, they're apparently, in their words, they're uh, pyrotechnics crew for the an upcoming Tom Hanks movie. Um, They've also written their own film. I think several. They had several screenplays that they'd written. Yeah, one was showcased at like Sundance or something like that. Like a bit, not, so, not Sundance, but a big film festival. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they keep so they keep talking about they keep talking about these explosions. They're yeah. Like we just set off these explosions, these bombs for this movie, and we got this amazing footage for this film. Yeah, we've got to show you the footage. Yeah, we got to show this. We got we got to search. These guys are probably like at least in their early sixties. I, I would say more like late 40s, early 50s. What? They weren't that old. I like the version where they're in the They 50s. knew how to use a computer. They weren't 60. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, that was very ageist of you. Continue. Um, and so, like, they're talking. And then they start talking about, like, how they're on the side. Like, they, they like, do in-home visits as doctors. Like they Oh, have yeah, the, the one dude is, yeah, like, a doctor. He has his doctorate. And like he like he like has a medical license and he like is practicing door to door not door to door but like you know um, he's a, like uh, he does in home vi- in home yeah, visits yeah. Um, and we're like do you have free time and they're like well we're also in a band that's what we do in our free time and we're like what do, don't you do like this you guys live like the dopest life so they pull and, out this iPad and they're well, like, okay well, but first like this whole time our buddy Brian who's the one who approached them in the first place it's just given him their business card yeah yeah he, they had given Brian their business card and Brian is just scrolling through his phone. And we're like, he's like, he's being super rude. Like, these guys are having a conversation with us, and he's just, like, not paying attention. And, like, so they'd start talking about, like, pulling up the video, the pyrotechnics for this upcoming Tom Hanks film. And, like, Brian nudges me, and he goes, hey, I found their website. And so, like, he, like, whispers that to me and shows me it. And it has, like, a bunch of one-star reviews for the, for their medical website. Yeah, their medical practice, they're like, this guy isn't a doctor. He just shows up and tells me about his band and then shows me videos of him and his band on his iPad. And his band is just him playing drums. Like, to, to a track? To a track, yeah. To, it's either to a track or he's playing with headphones on to music like, that you can't hear. He's earbuds in. That's yeah. what it is. They're just videos of him playing drums poorly with earbuds in. And this, he just talks about his band and doesn't actually practice med, like medicine at all. Like, he just is, like, a big fraud. And so... So, so I'm, I'm sitting there, at, I'm trying not to laugh. They're looking at this website. The dude's like, we got to show you these bombs. He's been talking about these bombs. We set off these bombs. Huge explosions. The footage is fantastic. High quality. So he turns his iPad around, and it is 100% uh, videos of a 4th of July uh, fireworks show. <laughs> shot shot handheld. On like an iPhone on, camera. On, on, like an, on the iPad or the iPhone or whatever. Or like one of those really old camcorders that like you have like that, those home videos in movies that are like really crappy footage. But he's like he's watching it live with us and like a firework like one, it'll be like one of those like boom tss, ones and he's like wow look at that bomb. <laughs> and uh, it was absolutely nuts. Like we slowly realize these guys are like might genuinely be like schizophrenic but like have a lot of access to equipment like weird film equipment and it like was something. it was he like was like a practicing doctor a practicing doctor and an aspiring musician yeah. uh, 
Yeah, the craziest person, the most interesting, whatever the question was. that I uh, The most fascinating person you've, fascinating. you've ever met. His name was Andrew Joseph Collins. <laughs> Andrew Joseph Collins. Uh, I you met can him. generally find his social media, and it's it's just as bonkers uh, as you I, think. I met him in a steak and shake. He was very drunk. He was supposed to be on a date with a girl named Tanya, who he kept getting phone calls from. She was waiting for him at a bar, and he'd be like, uh, he'd get the, he'd like answer the phone, and he'd be like, just a little longer, Tanya! And then he'd hang up. Um, he lit the sleeves of his sweatshirt on fire uh, inside the steak and shake. Uh, he oh, you're, showed you're me, skipping some details, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm fast-forwarding to all the highlights. He showed me nude photos of himself. Uh, by accident, uh, he was flipping through his phone just trying to show me a blow dart gun that he purchased, and he got to like these nude photos of himself, and then he was like, "I don't know who that is," and kept, and it was like demonstrably him, and he's scrolling past him. Uh, yeah, so steak and shake is just like you didn't mention like his, the the spe- very specific like shake order oh, that he, he that he on, made you guys he order. Insisted on ordering our shakes. Uh, for us and was like a steak and shake uh, milkshake artisan and knew things about the shake making process that our waitress did not know um, he he was, then, he's very much a steak and shake shake connoisseur he then drank my shake uh, <laughs> I didn't know that I didn't make me pay for it um, yeah oh he promised that if we let him order our shakes that he would purchase the shakes but then he couldn't find his wallet afterwards um, and so he started trying to clean out his car and he was bringing in bags of trash. His car had been r- running in the parking lot this entire time. And, uh, he started bringing like bags of trash inside the steak and shake and searching through them on the ground. And uh, meanwhile, Tanya continues to call with greater frequency. And, uh, yeah, eventually he left and drove over a median through, <laughs> through several lanes of traffic. I never saw him again in my life. What's the next question? I, I just real quick. I think I think both of these experiences were encounter. I think we had just really strange encounters with people who were like severely schizotypical. Yeah, I don't know what they were, but it was great. Like was and for some steak and shake late at night. Remember, kids, you will find a schizophrenic, and it will be the best experience of your you life. You know what? I, I don't try to label steak and shake. I just let it happen. Schizophrenic. Just, it, it'll it'll bring what the universe gives to it. That's right. So just come in with an open mind. Um, third question. What was the last book you really got into? Oh. So, okay, are we going, like... Are, are we defining book as, like, fiction or non-fiction? Are, are we going to talk about, like... Do Blu-rays count? <laughs> do Blu-rays count? <laughs> the, last, the last book I read was Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> the last book I was really into was Avatar in theaters. <laughs> Avatar in theaters in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last book you were into? Okay, the last book I was into, like really into. Um, the Absolutely True Confessions of a Part-Time Indian. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I may have butchered like the title. Like 7-Eleven Indian or like... Uh... <laughs> Come on! No, like Native American. Okay. Uh, I think you should have said Native American, Ryan. <laughs> I'm the racist. Um, yes. <laughs> no, I. Um, it was for my adolescent. It was the last book I read in my adolescent literature class at school, um, and it was actually super dope. It was just it basically it was written as like a it was a, a piece of nonfiction disguised as like a like 
not, I guess, Diary, Diary of a Wimpy Kid-esque, but not. Like, it's actually, like, real things that happened to this guy. Um, and, like, he went through a lot of, like, really horrible things. He lived in a reservation, but he got into, like, a, I guess, quote-unquote, white school. And, like, just the way he was... Tra- it's, it's, it's about the, the racism he experienced and the life he experienced as a Native American forced into a reservation and, you know, forcing this horrible, horrible lifestyle, um, it was, it's pretty dope, it was pretty sick. Before I, uh, talk about my book, uh, I just want to say that I, we just drove past a street, um, uh, and I looked at the street sign, and the street sign said Recreation Drive, and I was like, Recreation Drive, like, it's some, that's like from the Matrix. That's like such a weird, like, existential name for a street, and then I looked, and and to the left, there's, like, a big building, like, on this road, and I was like, oh, maybe it's, like, some kind of weird, like, meditation center or whatever, and so I look, and it says, like, Randall Oaks Recreation Center, and I'm like, like, what's a recreation center? It's, like, a weird religion, and then I realized that I am the stupidest, and that it was Recreation Drive, and it was the Randall Oaks Recreation Center. Can that's, I, okay. that's, that's incredible, Can man. Can I talk about... Does talk, book, about talk about your book. Does a book that I'm currently reading count? Or does that yeah, have to be a book it, it, that bu- I finished? A book that you're currently reading. Whatever, whatever book I'm that you curr- feel led... Whatever you feel led... Whatever my truth is. Yeah, I, share your truth. The book that I'm reading currently is called Delivered from the Elements of the World by uh, Peter Lightheart. And it's one that I've been looking forward to reading for a long time. And that I'm now reading. And it's a lot different than I thought it was going to be. But it, it's very good and challenging. And I've got to read it slowly and reread it. And talk about it and write about it and mull it over before I actually understand it. So, it's Interesting. Good. It's real good stuff. Is that all you have to say about it? Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. I want to know the next We've got 19 of these questions. We do have to do run question four, so, and we're 17 minutes into this podcast. Right, so, we got to, we got to, what, what are some movies you really enjoy? Quick fire. Uh, 2009's James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. In the theaters. In the theaters. In the theaters. In 3D. You, go ahead. That was it? You had one movie? <laughs> I, I only ever watch one movie, okay. and it's James Cameron's I'm Avatar. Gonna, I'm going to list some. Uh, the Dark Knight is my favorite movie. Uh, 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 500 Days of Summer. Uh, oh, okay. That's a, that's, that is a banger. I know, isn't it? Um, I love the dissection of the trope of a manic picture game girl. Um, 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 uh, <laughs> the Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Uh, the only movie starring Jaden Smith I've ever enjoyed. I thought you were about to say the only movie starring Jaden Smith. Only, the only movie Jaden like, Smith. What is this conspiracy theory? Where it's, it's, I just mentally block out any other movie starring Jaden Smith. You're like, dude, you know Jaden died right after that movie. Immediately, Every he might, other film. immediately after that movie, he stopped existing. You know in the my Jackie mind. Chan Karate Kid is really just someone in a skin suit, right? It's you know, it's like in Rogue One where they recreated uh, General Tarkin, I think. And then uh, Leia at the end. It's the exact same thing. It's just that CG recreation. Just a lot better. Yeah, you lost me at Rogue. Uh, <laughs> it's a Star Wars movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, what's the next question? Okay, next question, number five. What amazing adventures have you been on? That's so freaking vague. It, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. All these, no, all these questions are super vague. Are these questions to ask someone else on a date? Yeah. You're, 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 you're asking another... Honestly, I can't imagine asking someone just like, "What amazing adventures have you like been on?" I feel like if I was asking, these I would questions, ask something much more pointed. Oh, dude, there's a half price books out here. I feel like if I was asking these questions, it would demonstrate that we don't have anything substantial in common to like talk about organically. 
Yeah, this is some, not a person that... Oh, shoot, that's the Half Price Brooks that I bought an unopened copy of Halo 2 for $5 and then sold it for $300. Wow. Um, um, okay, so what Amazing Adventures have you been on? It, you you're right, it is a, such it is such a vague question. For $300 yeah, I once sold, sold an unused. It was unopened, unused copy of Halo 2. This is like 2014. Like, the game had been out for years and years and years. Um, for 10 years at that point. Um, yeah, I, I, that's my, that's my amazing adventure. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Um, I once went on a 500 mile road trip with a friend of mine where we only listened to the song, I'm going to be 500 miles. The, and I would walk 500 miles. Oh, there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother that's like that. Yeah, that, that's the inspiration. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, we were driving uh, up to Michigan to visit some friends who were at a lake house. And that's all we listened to for the entire way. And we recorded it on Snapchat. Like, the first, like, 50 of them we recorded, like, on my Snap story. And then I would co- Wait, record, like, milestones. Wait, this Brian drove up? No, this is when me and Ari drove up. We were driving up to meet Brian. Gotcha. Um, I rode a Greyhound bus when I was like 10 years old, uh, across several states and thought I was going to get killed. Uh, you were, were you riding yourself? Yeah, I probably wasn't 10, I was probably 12 or 13. That's not much better. 14. It was crazy, dude. Okay, so I was I'm thinking of like the John Mulaney joke where it's like, when I was 10, she was 13. Like, why is she in charge? Like, that's not much of an age difference. Check this out. I was on the Greyhound bus and this guy was sitting across the aisle from me. Side note, I'm talking about Mattress Firm at some point. Continue. This really big guy was sitting across the aisle from me and he was like chuckling to himself and mumbling to himself and his phone started ringing and uh, so he pulled his phone out of his pocket. And it was like 2009 or like it was like a flip phone. And he like pulled his phone out of his pocket and he unflips it and it's still ringing and he puts it up to his ear and he's like, Whoa. and it's still ringing. <laughs> and he's like, Whoa, Whoa. and it's still ringing. And he pulls it away from his face and looks at it, and then he starts like giggling to himself. And then he looks at me, and he's like, ah. And then he folds it back and puts it back in his pocket. The phone is still ringing. He looks back at me, gives me like a like he gives me a face like I know, like he's like you know how it is, bro. But I had no idea how it was. And then he unzipped his pants, and I thought things were gonna go a direction. He sticks his hand into the zipper of his pants and pulls out a second cell phone. <laughs> Answers that cell phone. That was the right cell phone. And that's before we even took off. And I was like, if this is already how things are, I am not like getting off. Like, the bar is set, it, and it yeah. is... it is The bar is in, like, the middle of a vat of uncooked methamphetamine. Yeah, dude, so I... Uh, <laughs> there is no way I was getting off that Greyhound bus. What, what's the next question? Alright, what are you kind of obsessed with these days? Oh, alright. Well, you gotta go first. Um, I've been, like... There's this YouTube channel called Binging with Babish, where he recreates meals from film and TV. Um, and I will watch those videos while making eggs. And <laughs> only add, eggs. And I, like it's the only thing I know how to make. And I will watch these videos while making eggs. And like I guess like vicariously be like, oh, I'm making I'm making this like delicious souffle too. Like I'm making this <laughs> this wild like crazy dish together with you as I make my really poorly made sunny side up eggs that I always burn. <laughs> wow. I'm obsessed with, what is the, what's the, what was the word? What are you kind of obsessed with these days? I am kind of obsessed with trying to reconcile a high sacramentology with uh, confessional reformed literature. Yours is... <laughs> So much more serious than mine. 
Mine's like, I make eggs. <laughs> like, I make eggs while watching YouTube. And you're like, I'm just diving really deep into my faith and trying to learn as much as I can so that I can be- better preach. And I'm like, yeah, man, but remember eggs? Remember, remember eggs, man? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Luther, uh, one, of, one of, like, the centerpieces of the Reformation was... <laughs> Was Luther, like, recovered the doctrine of vocation. (laughs) The point being, like, there is no one holy... It's not like pastoral ministry is, like, the holy vocation, and then every other vocation is, like, a common vocation. Every vocation, by nature of being a vocation, is holy. And so he's got, like, this... He's got this, you know... Like, he writes about, like, the milkmaid. And he's, like, the milkmaid that, you know, does just, you know, does holy work the same as the as the preacher. So I just want you to remember when you're making your eggs with Babbage next time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as a secular vocation. What, what a wonderful side tangent. Yeah. I, I did, did we, did we actually like, I don't remember if in this take we actually like told what the point of this podcast is. Like what we're actually doing. We are, is there like, a point for this podcast? There's no point. But like, it, it, this podcast is titled Two Girls in a Car. Um, a podcast starring two guys in a car. And that's, that's the, we're just literally driving around in a car. Like, we're just in a car, um, existing. Can I be really honest with you, Ryan? Sure. I do not know where we are. Oh, I don't know either. We're gonna, uh, we're definitely get. I'm hoping my phone doesn't die so we can get back. Well, yeah, my We're in Highland Glen. We're north of Elgin in a subdivision, and we're headed east. I think if we keep heading this direction, we'll hit 31. I think so, too. That's what I'm thinking, but we'll find out. All right, what's the next question? The next question. What TV series do you keep coming back to and rewatching? Oh, Easy Money, always, always Sunny in Philadelphia, and The Office. Okay. Or I, Parks I, and Rec. I don't rewatch Parks and Rec all that much. I filter between. I'm either watching, rewatching Parks and Rec or rewatching The Office. Can I say that I can't, I can't watch The Office anymore? Why? I what? physically cannot bring myself to watch The Office because of dating apps. What? Yes. Let Ryan, me. How let does me. This always come back to dating. Let me. No. Seriously. Let me tell you. One thing I've learned from dating apps is that women, like, this is a broad generalization. Like, this is, this is, like, not representative of the larger, like, any large community. It's just, like, for some reason, something that I keep seeing and it's driving me insane. Every single girl I run to, into, her bio or one of her prompts, like, Hinge has prompts you can answer. So it's, like, it's, you know, conversation starters. Uh, it's always, like, you gotta watch The Office. I love The Office. Like, I need to find the gym to my Pam. And I'm like, I need you to shut up. Like, uh, I get that you love this show. I love it too. But, like, The Office has become your personality. Dude, and if, I can't stand if it. If you think you're Pam, you are not Pam. I have That's never, I've I've never met in my life a Jim or a Pam. I have I've met, never in my life met a person who fits any of the criteria. I've, I've, I've met both Jims and Pams. Okay. But they, they don't know their Jims and Pams. The other thing also is that everybody has... Uh, there's a thing, it's like, everyone has a Michael Scott in their life, and if you don't, you are the Michael Scott in your life. Oof. So you've got to be able to identify your Michael Scott. I gotta, who is my Michael Scott? And I can identify my Michael Scott, so I'm safe. And I will not say it on... Oh gosh, I know my Michael Scott. This is, this is my Michael Scott, if Michael Scott ended up being like, an actual sociopath. Oh, okay. Uh, Um, it's, 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 it's... It's um. Uh, oh oh oh! I know you're. Yeah, you're going, I know yeah, exactly oh, you're okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. If anyone who knows us well wants to, if we ever have a comment section, 
if this ever ends up anywhere, comment who you think my Michael Scott is, uh, and even better, tag the person. So, um, um, uh, okay, but here's the thing I've been noticing about The Office with myself. Dude, I, people, um, I've, re- I've noticed that I will, like, uh, usually not laugh out loud at comedies, even if I think they're funny. Or, like, stand-up or, like, anything. Like, I just don't, like, laugh out loud. Hmm. Like, you do, like, the little, little nose exhale? like the Nothing. Nothing. Nothing? I literally just, like, I, I just take in the information and I'm like, oh, that was funny. Um, but two things. One, I found myself laughing out loud at The Office. The second thing is, like, there are cringy parts of The Office, but I've never, like, legitimately... Scott's Tots. Uh, Scott's Tots. But I've never legitimately not been able to, like, watch... You know, like, when I was younger and I'd watch it, I'd be like, oh, that's terrible, and just, like, who cares? I found myself, like, not being able to watch actual, like, scenes or episodes of The Office because it's, like, too painful. Like, the the, the better I know the show, the worse it gets. And I don't know if it's, like, about getting older or something, but there's, like, I legitimately, there are some episodes of The Office I cannot. I can't, I can't watch, watch any of the episodes anymore where Jim is just a jerk. Because in the end... <laughs> Bless you. Good Lord. Oh, in the last season, you mean? <laughs> yeah, the, the, a lot of the last season where Jim is just a jerk, um, I can't watch a lot of it because, like, it, the last two episodes, like, especially when they're doing the interview, like, Jim is the victim. Like, they really made Jim the victim. And he was, he was awful. And, like, Pam was just like, I... You sacrificed so much for me, and I sacrificed nothing for you. It's like, no, he was just, he was, like, emotionally abusive and manipulative, and, like, he was the worst. Like, he, he, like, there was never a point in the show where Jim was, like, like, everyone in the show had a a point where they were, like, kind of an awful awful person, except for Jim and Pam, and then Jim finally got his. Yeah, I don't know that Jim was, like, emotionally abusive. I would just say he was, like, emotionally out of touch. I, I would I would say the episode where it's their daughter's dance recital, and she tries to film it and messes up, um, and then he freaks out at her. I think that was emotional abuse. Is that the threshold for emotional abuse though? Because that just kind of seems like tensions flaring in a relationship. That's a te- that's tensions flaring in a relationship, but that's like a, that's a textbook like it, people can get the, pe- normal people who aren't abusive can get there when 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 frustration like rises. Like that, that's 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 it. Can, it can get there, and like it, it can be a, a moment of like a, lo- a loss of clarity or whatever. Um, but if that becomes like a, a constant, that's like a sign of emotional abuse. That's an that's an abuser. Well, sure, but and, but but here's the thing: they then made Pam like the they made Jim the victim, like where everyone was just like, "You're Jim. You're 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 beautiful. You're spotless. You're incredible. You sacrificed so much for Pam, and she sacrificed nothing for you." And then Pam believes that. And so she, so she gives up everything so they can move and so he can finally work work the job he always wanted. Like, it's it's just a weird message. I don't, I, I, like, I really couldn't, vi- I can't vibe with that. Huh. What's the next question? Yeah, we, just me, me, anyone doesn't watch The Office, skip, skip, skip to 3059. <laughs> <laughs> Retroactively, right now, skip to 3059. Um, among your friends, what are you best, oh gosh. What, is it? what are you best known for? Oh, oh no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We have how to answer we pe- for each other. How we have pe- to answer for each other, Ryan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> we have to answer for each other. All right, all right, all right. Okay, honestly, among our friends, okay, what honest. are we best we, you known gotta be, for? you got to be really honest. I will be really honest. What you're Because I can give some funny answers that I know you don't want me to give, which I won't. But but I, I'll, give you, I'll give a serious answer what I think you're best known for. Gay... 
like, I don't know if you see yourself as this, Uh-oh. um, but you're definitely the per- like you're the person that like if ever I need to see someone, and like, I, right away I know that Gabriel Harder will see me on a, on on the dot. Aww. You are such a reliable person. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I also want to give an absur- absurdist answer. <laughs> okay, what's the absurdist? <laughs> you're answer? you're you're also the guy that like. I can I can come to your house and just hope that another weird thing is going. On. Like the time I came to your I, I came home from school and you're like I'm really into taxidermy now. Yeah. Like you had festering dead animal carcasses in a grill. So I dropped out of college and I was working as a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> and on my way to and from delivering pizza, I would stop and pick up roadkill. <laughs> and then I would I would try to taxiderm he, he would, he would taxiderm the roadkill. <laughs> Is that, the, is that the act of doing taxidermy? Is to taxiderm? To taxiderm? I think so. Okay, I gotta admit something though. Based on, like, with reference to the first thing that you said, this is, this is, like, deeply psychoanalytic, but it is something that I realized about me. You're right. I do, I, re, I do realize that about myself. I, I don't necessarily think of it or talk about it in terms of, like, being, what did you call it? Like, being... Reliable? Reliable. But I, I definitely will go to lengths for people that I care about. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's it's really honorable quality. But it's stuff like it's some it's not even always like someone's in like a lot of trouble. Like it's like goofy stuff. Like if someone who lived two hours away hit me up at like three a.m. and was like, "Yo, we're getting Denny's. You want to meet halfway and get Denny's?" And it's like, let's say I have like that, that, that's that's part of it. You, it's, let's you're, say you're, you have, are always down to be a friend. Let's with say someone. I have like an exam at like six a.m. I'll do that. Like I'll one hundred percent stay up all night just to drive. And it's not like they need me or anything. It's just like I want to hang. Um, and I'll go do that kind of thing, which is just the way I am. But what I've realized is that that's not, um, that's not necessarily like the litmus test of, of like consistency or of loyalty. Um, like there are definitely people who are like legitimately caring people who will go out of their way, who don't do that kind of thing just because they're generally responsible in a way that I'm not. But sometimes if someone else doesn't behave that way, because that's how, I don't know like what kind of love language that is, but like, because my love language is like going to lengths to hang out with people when it's like unreasonable and whatever. If someone isn't like that, I will interpret it as like, they don't care about me. Yeah. And then I'll hold them to a standard. Like I'll have like an expectation or a standard that's not reasonable whatsoever based on a personal preference and, and, like you, you would you, you would hope that the people you care about would go to such great lengths for you as well. Yeah, but even not even if I needed something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I hit a friend up and was like, "Yo, we should drive around and make a podcast," and he was like, "Oh, it's two a.m. and I have work in the morning. Sorry, dude." Like, if I'm not careful, I'll be like, "Oh man, I guess I suck," which is dumb because that's a totally reasonable response, but it's just not the response I would give. Probably because I'm like irresponsible. I don't know. I don't know what irresponsible is. I think it's just like you care a lot about the people you care about. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Ryan. All right. Okay. What is Ryan best known for? What is Ryan best? Uh-huh. I need both answers. Okay. All right. After this really um, just deep conversation we just had. Wow. Roast me, man. Ryan, flame flame I, my life. I think that you, among our friend group, are, or among people who know you, care about you, you know, I think you are known as somebody who is a deep thinker and a deep feeler. Um, somebody who is uh, creative and um, you know 
Yeah, I think I think to an extent, like the same way that you were saying you feel about me, I feel about you. Especially if you're like home from school, or even when you're at school, dude. Like, I call you all the time just to like talk to you about my life, and you like answer and talk to me. And I don't know. I definitely think about I think of you as someone that's like a pretty like a, like a constant, even if you're like states away. Um, but I think a lot of people think about you as like a deep feeler and a deep thinker and uh, a really someone who's like really in touch with their emotions. Um, so that's funny because I, I, I guess I am I am that way the people I'm closest to. Yeah. But like my especially my social media, I put in this like I guess not a facade. I would rather people not see me that way. Yeah. Um, in the sense that like I guess it's a vulnerability thing. Yeah. Like I would I would rather have the facade of just speaks like that, that, that absurdist like I, I'm. I just want to make people laugh. Right. Like that's what I that's I guess that's the way I want to be perceived. Right. As, a, as someone who just who just wants to make you laugh. Huh. Um, and I think, I guess maybe they're both true. Yeah. Well, no, 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 dude. That's totally the thing. Is like, as, like speaking myself as someone who like, um, someone who struggles with depression or whatever, or like anxiety or like being in touch with my emotions in a way that's not cool, not healthy. Um, I always run into this circumstance where like someone finds, finds that out about me and they're like, but you're always like being like super goofy or like you always seem really happy. And then the first thing that they, the conclusion that they jump to is I like do that as like a defense mechanism, a defense mechanism. And it's not like that for me like I legitimate that's legitimately true about who I am like I am a happy and goofy person which is what makes those experiences of like really deep introspective you know uh, emotion so frustrating because that's not who like who I feel like I am is someone who's like happy and good. so you can totally I'm, be both. I'm actually the opposite okay whereas I like I think at, at my core that's I, I like my introspection is something that's like a the, like a deep part of me, yeah. and the, me being the goofy jokester is part of like, I guess the way I want to be perceived. Right. Like I wasn't interesting or funny or cool, and so like I have to try to be. Huh. For a long for a long time, I was that was just like the kid the kid who sat in the corner. Huh. So like I I had to like, dig myself out of that, and like I don't know if I'm like actually that funny or or, or like interesting or that, but that's what I want to be pretty funny on Facebook. Um, wow. Hey, man. This ended up getting, like, weirdly deep. Yeah. Okay. Now flame my life. Roast oh, me. Fl- oh, oh. <laughs> Ryan Trendle is known for... <laughs> what, what, what Absurdist-wise, what am I known uh, for? I think, like, being the Bartholomew Cubbins of fedoras. <laughs> what? Wait. Bar- what's Bartholomew Cubbins? <laughs> Cubbins. Cubbins. Bartho- you know who Bartholomew, Bartholomew Cubbins is? Who is Bartholomew Cubbins? <laughs> I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. It's gonna... <laughs> Wait, I'm not going to Google it right now. I'm going to go uh, home later and uh, Google it and like try to figure out what that's supposed <laughs> to mean. Okay, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to research it later. I Shout out to everyone who does know who Bartholomew Cubbins is. <laughs> Bartholomew Cubbins. <laughs> Like in my mind, it's like a character you would do in like stand up. Like this, 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 this is a man. This is a man who like lost all of his toes, but is okay with it. His name's Bartholomew Cubbins. Nope. 
No, he's not he, crazy. He's a man who lost it. He's lost his dog in a river. Has never seen it again. But he knows that life is still good. <laughs> I don't know. This, this is Bartholomew Covens for me. Wow. No, you have to look it up later. What's the next question? All right. What music artist do you never get tired of? Switchfoot. Oh, that's. I could also say Switchfoot. Also, my favorite band, The Classic Crime. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some obscure things that you are or were really into? Um, still, I guess. Okay. John Mulaney's no longer an obscure thing. Like, I, almost everyone knows who he is. Like, yeah. he's super popular. And when I first got into him, it was like... I was in that stage where I could show a bunch of people John Mulaney and none of them ever heard of him. Yeah. And so, like, I, I was that, like, typical hipster. Was, like, I knew him before he was cool, but I wasn't proud of the fact that I knew him before he was cool. I'm more proud of the fact that I got to show a lot of people him. But yeah. the obscure thing I'm really into is his Broadway special... Um, oh, Hello on Broadway, starring John Mulaney and Nick Kroll as Gil Faison and George St. Geekland. Um, I am very much into quoting weird, obscure quotes from this Broadway show, like John Mulaney as uh, George St. Geekland. They're like going through a flashback of their life, and he goes, 1995. O.J. Simpson breaks his 45-year no-killing streak. O.J. Simpson killed those two people so hard, they stopped making the Ford Bronco. Can you imagine doing something so messed up, there's no more Toyota Camry? I quote that constantly for no reason. Dude, that's so funny, though. Uh, Wow. I feel like everything that I am currently into theologically is obscure, but I used to be really into crypto. The fact that you're really into theology outside of like, you know, the Christian realm, like Christian communities is obscure. Yeah. Uh, I, people ask me all the time, like at work, like what I'm studying and I tell them theology and then they're like, oh, and then like 20 minutes later, they like get up the courage to ask me what theology is. (laughs) Um, Is that like when the nation is ruled by a religious leader? That's theocracy. That's theocracy. Um, so, uh, anyway. Um, Isn't that the daughter really, of uh, Aaron Bird? No, that's Theodosia. I used to be really into cryptozoology. And I... Uh, I I'm the guy 20 minutes later getting up the courage to ask what that means. Dude, cryptozoology is like the study of cryptids, like uh, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. Oh! Okay. Mothman. Okay. 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 I. I. I know what you're talking about. I never heard, like, it described as such. Not yeah. described. As, uh, sorry. I never heard like that. That. That word. So I used to be really into cryptozoology, and I was like a member of like the National Cryptozoology Society, and like interacted on forums and stuff. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, what are some things everyone? If in your mind, if this actually was twelve questions, this would be the end of it. But we still have. We gotta keep going. We still have we eight keep, more to go. We gotta keep pressing. Um, and we're also still in the middle of nowhere. So. Yep. I mean, we know where we are now, at least. Yeah, but it's still a ways out. Yeah. Uh, what are some things everyone should try at least once? Methamphetamine. Oh. Get, get out there. Find some methamphetamine. Try it. Try, show your friends. Like, do it. It's a communal thing. Methamphetamine is a very communal thing. Um, instead of breaking bed at your nearest church event, um, bring some meth. Break meth. <laughs> wow. Uh, things everyone should try at least once. Uh... 
there's a really long-winded and absurdist way to say that never, not everyone needs to try everything at least. But to do what you want. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> do whatever you want. Like well, everyone should try. Everyone should try breathing at least once. Everyone should eat food at some point at least once. At least once. Um, stay hydrated, kids. Drink water. At least once. Yeah. At least once. Um, what are you always game... This question we've already answered. What are you always game for? And so we're always game for just like late night hangouts just Hanging to do random. Yeah. yeah. Just do, do whatever. Where's the strangest place you've ever been? Oh, I know the answer to this. <laughs> any, any steak and shake at 1 p.m. Any steak and shake. Or 1 a.m., sorry. Uh, in 1971, a boy named Marlon Lowe was apparently attacked by a thunderbird, which is a cryptid animal. Um, in uh, he was a, So he was a, a attacked by this thunderbird uh, in this really small town in central Illinois. And I've known about it since my days on the cryptozoology forums. And this past year, I uh, this past year I visited that town, and uh, it's very, very. It's like the size of like a neighborhood. And there's a bar, and I went to the bar, and the bartender had a lazy eye, and I talked to him about the Thunderbird attacks in the '70s. That was weird. I I can't even think of something. The strangest place I've ever been to. Um. Gosh. Oh, okay. I got it. Um, I go to school in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. Um, Northeast Arkansas is just flat rice fields and nothing else. At least where I am. There's a school, there's my town, and there's then just an empty void of nothing. Um, with a lot of vacant, empty buildings. And so I love... I, I have this weird, like, love to explore abandoned buildings. I don't know what it is. I love it so much. Like, I probably am filled... I'm, I'm going to get cancer from all the asbestos that I'm literally filled with. Probably because of all these empty buildings that I have explored. Yeah. Um, we... There was an abandoned country club, which is, yeah. like... A very sorry excuse for... Even while it was, like, an actual country club, a very sorry excuse for a country club. But it had been abandoned for a long time. And I... Like, just... I told people all the time, it's just, like, we gotta, like... It's just... Just, just go, like, hang out. Like, there's a pool that's filled with, like, filled with, like these massive bullfrogs. Um, you can just go through and, like, find random stuff. We find, I have a bunch of stuff from this abandoned country club. Um, that I, like, have procured in my day yeah and i um one time it, it was it's a couple miles from the school like several miles from the school and we didn't we, we i mean we had cars we're like let's walk and it was like 10 p.m yeah and so we walked to this country club and we don't even get there till like one o'clock and so we're we're hanging out we, we break in I'm showing her all, like, the weird stuff that are... Like, there's a lot of weird stuff in there. There's a lot of paperwork that definitely shouldn't be on display. Yeah. Like, information that might be a HIPAA violation. I don't know. Um, did and, you learn about HIPAA violations today? I did not learn about HIPAA violations today, but I brought it up several times. Um, and so we hung out there, and then we ended up... We walked back super late, and we didn't get back till like, super early in the morning, and I had an 8 a.m. class and whatever. So I passed out. I missed my 8 a.m., and then I wake up to a call from my buddy Warner, um, and I call him back, and I'm like, "Hey, did you call? Sorry, I was I, I, I just slept." And he goes, "Dude, 
what time did we get back last night? And I was like, I don't know, like 5, a, 5 a.m. And he goes, dude, at like 5.30, the, or no, no, at like 4.30, the uh, country club burned down. What? And I was like, what? Like we, we had, it took us a long time to get home. It took yeah. us over an hour and a half to get, to get back to campus. Um, and I was like, I was like, no way. He goes, yeah, burn to burn to a crisp. And so we hop in our car, we drive over, and sure enough, it is this pile of ashes now. Dude, did you accidentally commit arson? I th- so <laughs> so for for no for three years, I have thought that I burned down this country club. No, I thought that I did something like I hit a gas line, like I I like somehow lit a match without knowing. Like I did something, I messed with like an electric electrical line or something, and burned this decrepit, abandoned country club to the ground. Right, and so I was like. I was like living with this guilt of destroying a building, uh, and like, I, I wasn't—I didn't feel guilty at all. I, th- I thought it was hilarious. It's like I might have burned down a country club. Um, I, so I thought I was—I—I I, I thought for three years that I like committed arson. Turns out, not like not ten minutes after we left, a bunch of other like uh, athletes from school went there to smoke weed. And burned it down. Like they, Dude. they, they threw their, they threw their, like they threw their joints, and it lit something on fire, and the whole place burst into flames. I was so paranoid that someone was gonna like catch me, for, like burning the place down. That's wow. Like that they, is a they, weird place. and like I, they like the guy who did it, like who was there, like confessed it to me, and like oh my gosh, I, I, if well, if, that's if, a nice story, Ryan. if I ever, if question. I ever get questioned, I know who this person is. Yeah, and there's permanent evidence of it. Yeah, permit. It's permanently it. So, so if you're ever looking to like get dirt on me, at 49 minutes and 20 seconds, I talk about a friend who burned down a country club. <laughs> Again, you have to be at the actual time marker in order to find out about the time marker. What's the next question? Okay, um, where would your friends or family be most surprised to find you? Oh, let's guess this for each other. Okay. Okay. I feel like your friends and family would be. I think my family would be really surprised to find me on like these dating apps. Well, I said guess it for each other. What do you? I know, but like I just I yeah, was just like, I don't think... know why you're on dating. App. Okay, anyway, so uh, <laughs> your friends and family would be very surprised to find you selling your guitar to a guitar center at a pawn shop. I don't know. <laughs> at a guitar center that is also a pawn shop. Does guitar center buy used instruments? I don't know. That's a good... I don't, then, not a clue. Then add a pawn shop. If they don't, then add a pawn shop. Okay. Shoot, um, dude. Are we going to Eddie's? Frick yeah. <laughs> All right, we're, go, we're getting frozen custard. We're not stopping the podcast, but we're getting frozen custard. No, 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 no. We're, we're rolling the podcast. We're going to continue. Yeah, okay. Um, and... That was the sound. You're, that you're, was the sound of me crossing several lanes of traffic <laughs> if at you can a very eat. inappropriate rate in order to get frozen custard. <laughs> um... Hmm. Your your friends and family would be most surprised to find you, um, undercover in a cult that you discovered through message what message boards on like the dark web. Oh, dude, that sounds like something I totally would be. Yeah, no, I know. You would you would go on the dark web, find cults, join them under the guise of being like genuinely interested, just so you could learn about these crazy things they're doing. Yeah, and like. Get out, like, or, like, don't show up to, like, you know, the, the, where they all drink the Kool-Aid or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Are you getting something? Yeah, I'll get something. Okay. I'm going to ask them if they can do two orders. Yeah, cool. Um, 
what do you like but are kind of embarrassed to admit? Love Island, this British reality dating show. I'm in love with it. I'm not really... I would admit, I'd be embarrassed to say this on a date that I'm obsessed with it. But, like, socially I'm not embarrassed to say that I'm in love with the TV show Love Island. I feel like I don't really have anything that I like that I'm, like, afraid for people to know that I like. I feel like I just like it. Uh, stuff I kind of like but I don't want anyone to know. Uh, I have no idea. Your, obs- your, your, your love of Death Note but only until L dies... Oh, that's true. I like, I've never watched Past When I'll Die, and I've watched the series several times up until then. That's not embarrassing. It's just weird. What's the next question? Um, if you could go back in time as an observer, no one could see you, and you couldn't interact with anything, when would you want to go? I would love to go back in time and observe. Pause. Okay, hang on. <laughs> we're, we're ordering a frozen custard. Oh, do we order? Oh, we order up there. Oh. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you know what you want? I not a clue. I've never been to Andy's before. Oh, seriously, it's really good. Yeah, a Rupert Float sounds really good. Uh, you totally can do different orders. Also, I know that. I just remember. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a Rupert, I'm gonna get a Rupert Float, man. Uh. Everyone, while watching this podcast, at the end of this podcast, go out and get a Rupert Float. Do it. Like, what's holding you back? Okay. Like, you're the only one stopping you from getting a root beer float. And and that's that's the truth. That is my truth that I would like to give to you. You gotta tell your truth, dude. <laughs> that's one... That's a phrase I hate. It's like, tell your... It's, it's like, tell my truth. Is this true? How can something be true to me but not anyone else? Finish answering your question before I get up here. Okay. I think, what was it? If I could go back in time and be oh, an observer for anything. Um, I would love to observe... I'd probably like I would love to go back Okay, okay There was one time I actually referenced this earlier I'm not sure if it was in this take Or one of our really awful other takes Oh my gosh I have hiccups now I would love to go back and observe There was one time These people that I didn't know I went and saw a musical that a friend was in um, And there was one, a girl It was Hairspray and the girl playing the mom of the dorky girl, yeah. who's like a really controlling, awful mom, um, I was like, she's hecka cute. Like, I am, like, super into her. Yeah. And I've never met her before, and it, my only basis for being into her is the fact that she's playing this character right now, and I'm attracted to her physically. <laughs> um, and so wow. afterwards, my friend is sitting with her and this other guy. And I'm like, now's my move. He can introduce me. So I go over and I start flirting with this girl. And, and like, not even a little bit casually. Like, just, like, it's, it's very obviously flirting with this girl. Like, embarrassingly flirting with this girl. And uh, this guy is sitting next to her. He's, he's like, eyeballing me. I'm like, I'm like, whatever, dude. And then some point, like, she lifts her hands up on the table. And he grabs her hand and starts holding hands. And I turn to my buddy. And I'm like, are they a thing? <laughs> like, out loud. Oh no, Ryan! <laughs> was it really obvious how flirty you were being? Oh my gosh, I, I may, in my mind I don't think it was at the time it was that obvious. But the way it's been described to me by all three of these people, dude, I've got to hear someone else tell me this. It's it, it's yeah, it, it's uh, uh, Alex and Meg, 
if you know either of them. Yeah, I know both. Of them. And then Keith was the friend who introduced me. Oh. And Alex in my phone, like Alex and Meg and I were actually like actual good friends. Like I, I would consider Alex one, like a really good friend. And okay. and Meg's girlfriend, who still is girlfriend, has been like they've been dating forever. And I like I want to be at their wedding. They're wonderful people. Like they're both you like hear that, good guys. Ryan if you're listening to this, be, let me be your best man. I want to be Meg's maid of honor. <laughs> um, right, here we go, dude. This is real. This is real. But but now. Alex, Alex in my phone is Alex. I flirted with the girlfriend, and gotcha. no, Meg on. is Alex's girlfriend. Oh wait, those are the people. Yeah. Oh. Uh, can we do two orders? Is that possible? Yeah. Can one of them be a uh, cha small chocolate concrete? And what would you like in it? Oh, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. If you're listening, do that as well. Okay, and then the second? Uh, then a regular root beer float. Root beer float? Mm-hmm. Root beer float. Are the first orders going to be 482? Okay. Oh, it's not root nearly root as late as I thought it was. No, it's 11.15. I thought it was like 4 a.m. What time did you think? Oh. And the second order is going to be 4.22. All right. Oh, so close to greatness. Two cents off from greatness. What's greatness? 4.20. <laughs> that was stupid. Thank you. Look at that speed. Did that was change? actually just Thank super you. quick. That? I've never. <laughs> now you have a lot of change at the bottom of your car. In that little like. Thank you. Have a nice night. Yeah. Thank you. You as well. This is a. Disappointingly filled root beer float. This is not okay, I'm filled say, to the point where I would like it to be filled. I'm gonna say two things because nobody is gonna hear this. First of all, I'm not sure whether that person at the drive-thru was a guy or a girl. <laughs> Second of all, they seemed very upset with us for some reason. And because and we're just in my head, they knew we were filming a podcast. Or <laughs> recording a we're recording a podcast at that moment. They did seem really. They like she's like, oh, they're doing two orders. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got I got the same vibe. Okay. Okay, so... You want my dirty answer? Yes, like, where would you go back as if an I observer? I could go back and observe any... Any, uh, any of, It doesn't have to be you, I think. I think it's any event in history, but if, that, that is what I would love to observe. I could observe any event in history, I would observe... <coughs> oh my gosh, I'm joking, remember? <laughs> I just, I would, like, inhaled the foam. I would observe the... <coughs> the minutes of the... The meetings for the drafting of the Westminster Standards. Uh, you're such a Calvinist. No, I'm not even a Calvinist anymore. I know, but like you're still such a Calvinist. It's never gonna leave you, man. Because it would help me figure out a couple things I'm trying to figure out in the intentions of the drafters. And uh, you know, you can't know people's intentions; you only know what they wrote. And so there's all this argumentation over like, yeah, but what does that word mean, and how are they using it? And if I was there, then. I would know the answer. But I'd probably, and then I'd probably go back to the Council of Nicaea and see why, what their specific reasoning was for excluding certain books or including certain books into the Bible. Yeah. You know, there's historical documentation in all of this, so. Yeah, but I would, I would love to see it happen. All right, what's the next question? Um, okay. Dude, we're almost done. We got two more questions left. Wow. And it's only 58 minutes in. Oh, dude, we totally have, like, another hour and ten minutes to go. <laughs> oh, there's... 
Okay, there's also 21st Day Conversation starters that follows this article. Oh, we'll see where we go. We'll, we'll, see, we'll, we'll see where the evening we'll, takes we'll, us. We'll, we'll go as far in as possible until we realize this is not fun for any of us. Right. Um, what's been the most significant plot twist in your own life? Um, oh, that's a really good question. It is a Whoa, really good question. This is a dope question to ask somebody. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, my answer is something that I'm not willing to share... Because it's way personal. So is um, mine. <laughs> and so I'm going to share a more... I guess I'm going to share a funny one. Um, I can't share that one either. Oh, I love Gosh! That. It was... Uh, I can share something. Uh, it was... Don't whisper it to me, Ryan. Don't. <laughs> don't whisper... Ryan, don't whisper something to me. I want to whisper it to you. I know, but they're going to... The thing's going to pick it up. I, <laughs> um, I'll tell you afterwards. Dang I, it. I, uh... Ah... Uh, what I learned, one of the most significant um, plot twists. Oh, I dropped the recording device, which is just my phone. One of the most significant plot twists in my life was when I learned that I was sick. Like when I learned that I had um, major depressive disorder. It was like super, like when I think about like paradigm shifting uh, times in my life, that was a paradigm shifting time because. It was like uh, I understood so many things about myself that I had been trying to understand for a very long time and had been trying to address in ways that were not helpful because it wasn't addressing the issue. Uh, that, that's like a, an actual answer, but uh, yeah. I, I, I physically can't give my answer, but either, either an absurdist answer because it's the only one I would want to give yeah. or the actual answer which I also have no interest in giving. Wow, um, so I'm the only one who gave an answer. If, if, if you are actually listening this far in... Super serious and embarrassing. If you are actually listening this far into the into the um, podcast, DM me, text me, and ask me about the absurdist one. It's... Oh, that's something I really want to say. Wait, why can't you say it? I, I can't. Talk about why you can't say it. I can't say it because people who need to have... People who need to think that I'm a decent human being can't hear it. Yeah, don't say it. What's the next question? <laughs> Wait, this is the final question. What? This is the final question that you have to ask someone on a first date. It's the 19th. There's only 19 date, things that you need to talk about on a first gone, date. Well, really well so far, right? So, 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 so far, so far, so far, we got lost. We got ice cream. I learned that I uh, am only ever interested in marrying you and if I can't have you no one can and I'm going to murder you um <laughs> this is this is what I have learned on this first date and honestly it's been a really enlightening experience for me okay what's the final question how much social interaction is too much for you oh this is a legit question yeah um for me it's any social interaction where the person or the people I'm talking to like Oh gosh. Okay, this it's it's different different circumstances. Say like back in high school, going to dances and stuff. So like like at my prom, which I didn't even go to my high school's prom. I went to I went to a different prom, or like homecoming. I the, the Mac dance for anyone who know what that means. Um, I had like a meter for how much time I could spend on the dance floor. And that meter got filled up very quick. I can't do it. Yeah. Like I, with my date, I would, I, I would tell my date before, like after the first time. The first time it happened, I realized that I, it was. I, I didn't know what, why. I was just like, I just don't. I can't 
be here and being here is like suffering. I need to go in like a room and talk to people. So because I can't do it. I just can't. Like dance floor is like Is it like the superficiality of it? I, not even necessarily just that. It's, I just don't enjoy it. And I I know that I'm only doing it because my date does. You know? And so I would I would much and I enjoy I enjoy it to an extent. Like sitting there singing loudly to songs we all we all know and love and like dancing like flailing around doing weird dances like there is there is fun to it that I do have but the fun runs out quick and then I'm like I need to go with a like small group of people and just hang out and talk and chat and like joke around and banter and whatever yeah like that I have a I have a social meter that like fills up like it, it's, as soon as it's filled I have to go do something else but in that the sense the other thing that you described is also social yeah I know which is, it, but like, it's a different kind of social. Like that socialness is different too. And there's also, I'd say more like, so, so like in a party, it's the same thing. Like I get, I get sick of the crowd and like everyone around. I, I want to go. So I, I, I guess I don't get filled up and I don't get too much in social interaction because I, I feed off social interaction, but I can't handle social interaction that isn't intimate for extended periods of time. That's that's my answer, I guess. Um. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm definitely an introvert. Like that, 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 like everyone assumes I'm an extrovert. Same. I'm an introvert as well. I, I actually took... I was in a psych test and measurements class. I'm a psych major, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, class two semesters ago. Um, and in the class, I uh, we had we had to take psych evals yeah. on ourselves so that we knew how the testing process goes. We knew how the grade... Like, not grading, but, you know, the... Um, I guess I'm going to say grading of the test to see what, like where they fall and like what, like, you know, what, what they spike in and what they're like. Yeah. Um, and I, especially my professor was shocked to find out that I am like extremely introverted, but also extremely extroverted. I was both, which doesn't happen often. And he was like, what is, what is this introversion? And I was like, my, well, like for the most part in social situations, I'd rather just talk about nothing. Just like goof off. And like, I, if I'm close to someone, I love to get in deep and talk about like things that matter. But in just any random social gathering, like small talk always is superficial and just me goofing off and having fun. Like, and so I'm introverted about my, about my personal self. Like I am extroverted about things that don't matter, but everything that, like, really matters is, like, delegated to, like, a, a select few people. Huh. Yeah, I, um, an introvert, I didn't real. I didn't realize I was an introvert for a long time, though, because I, I'm also a people person. Mm-hmm. So, like, same. I'm an introvert in the most classical sense possible, like, in the, if, if we're talking about introversion and extroversion strictly about, like, how you regain energy, whether it's, like, alone or in, like, an isolated situation or in a social, social situation, I regain energy in isolated situations, but I like to expend my energy on people. And I like to expend my energy in social situations. And because that's what I enjoy, I would overextend myself a lot. I, I um, Actually, 100% the same. I find myself in situations where I was like, oh, I hate, I don't know why I like, feel terrible right now. And so I'm trying to be more mindful of that. Um, so there, I don't know how much is too much, but there is definitely a limit that I've got to learn to like not commit myself to spending extended periods of time with people. I'm, I've been having to learn to like stop offering people rides places because I need to be able to leave 
like parties or whatever else when I need to leave and not be bound to like be with other people like I basically need to put myself in a position where I can kind of feel like the need to be alone coming on and then respond to it yeah you don't, you don't want to be you don't you don't want to hit that like social wall and not have a way out yeah not have an exit point yeah. I feel that so I, like I feel that I feel that extremely because like I'm in this I'm in the same way but here's the thing like I don't want I don't want to in that situation I don't want to be alone yeah. I want to be with with someone close to me oh, wait, well, because here's the thing I can't, I, I can't ha- I don't handle being alone very well like I get too lost in my own mind every time I've ever been like genuinely interested in somebody one of the ways that I know that I'm interested is whether or not I can spend, like, very extended periods of time with them and not feel overwhelmed or, like, I need to... Uh, side tangent, there's a gym called Flatlander Fitness, and I have no interest in finding out what it's actually for, but I'm, I'm going to believe for the rest of my life that is a gym specifically for flat earthers. <laughs> yeah, but have you been to the recreation center? <laughs> oh, I would love to go to the recreation center. That's also center. how I know that, like, a good friend... Like, a good friend... I can hang out with if I can sit in a room with somebody my friend Caleb Peary is an example of this oh Caleb love Peary Caleb. and I used to hang out Caleb I miss you come back and we would not even talk to each other like back in high school we'd hang out every day and he would just come over and we both sit on our own phones the but you're just time, enjoying each other's company and we just like doing it with each other and it was great. And that's I why, that's why I need a wife. Tired of that. That's what I'm saying. You kind of need that in everybody. That like I need Caleb Peary to be my wife. That's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, as the as this 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 question draws or these questions draw to an end, um, I think this means that we are now legally wed. Um, like you are you are now wifed to me. You're betrothed. Not no longer betrothed, but have been betrothed. Just is not a word. I don't like that. It's <laughs> to me, and we are now husband and wife. I've been betrothed. <laughs> I've become your trough. <laughs> You've become my trough, my feeding trough. I will, I will not feed from you <laughs> like a pig. <laughs> I am the swine that now eats from you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, uh, give me nourishment. Wow. How long have we gone on this podcast? We it's, it's, an hour and nine minutes. The last two questions <laughs> took over ten minutes. You're a good question. That's like five minutes per question. That's not bad. Oh, it's over. We're not even close to being home though. Oh yeah, we still got we still got plenty. Of, okay, we we are going until we get back to my car. All right, we're transferring to conversation starters. Okay, conversation starters. All right, first one. What pets have you had? The most. I guess. I, I this guess. Is the, not even a, 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 a better. A better. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same exact thing. I guess the be- the most interesting pets I've had were ferrets, but that's not all that interesting. How many, how many ferrets do you have? We have two. We had two, and they died in like three months. I'm, I'm like 100% sure they died, like they died like overdosing on their own stench. Oh. They reeked. Yeah, ferrets are stinky. The ferrets are stinky, but like my brother has ferrets, and like there's like a ferret smell, but it was it's not like, it's not unpleasant. You just know it's a ferret smell. Yeah. It's like... It's not, the, it's not a good smell, but it's not a bad smell at this point to me anymore. Right. But I, I distinctly remember the smell of those those specific ferrets to be like a like putrid smell. Yeah. And we buried them in my backyard, and I'm pretty sure my dog, Riley, the golden retriever we had at the time, ate them. Oh, I, also, wow. I also had a crawfish. Ooh. That the same dog, during a tornado, 
knocked off of a balcony. Okay, during a tornado warning. It was an actual tornado shuts down. But knocked off a balcony and killed. Um, cool. I've had a guinea pig. I've had... Th- I've probably had a guinea pig. Four dogs. I've had... We've had a rabbit and I've had a tarantula. We've got a gecko and a bird. We've had three birds. I miss the tarantula. I miss, uh, I miss Abraham. I know. Abraham Booth, dude. Uh... And uh, we've had. I also just love your bird. Different hamsters. Oh, he has a bird named Mouse that I exclusively call Cthulhu. Although we've recently renamed Mouse. Uh, no way, D'Angelo. <laughs> All right, that's a better name. <laughs> um, I'm on board with D'Angelo. I may stop calling him Cthulhu to call him D'Angelo. Alrighty, what's the next question? Um, what's your favorite international food? Is mm, I hate myself for this being my genuine answer, yeah. and it's Panda Express, which is not so not inter- No, it's it's the most American well, Panda Chi- Express specifically. It's Panda Express specific. It's not Chinese food. It's I, I also love Chinese food, but it's specifically pan- that comic shop was that a strip comic club. book store a T-Mobile. It, <laughs> it's that comic book store is also a T-Mobile and also a strip club. I I am convinced. Um, <laughs> what is the question? Oh, international food. Yeah, Panda Express, which is not even an actual answer to this question, but it's my it's my answer. My answer is sushi. Sushi. Oh, I also love sushi. Next question. <laughs> You're giving like such simple answers, and I'm like, I need to explain why I love Panda Express. <laughs> there aren't chicken. The recipe for there aren't chicken. Um, how many siblings do you have? Five. Uh. <laughs> Four older brothers and a younger sister. Three that I know of. <laughs> oof. It's the fattest oof. I think three. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that sincerely. But I do only think. <laughs> I sincerely think that I only have five siblings. Who is your favorite author? I, this is such a, like, I am a Christian response but I do love Tolkien. I thought you were going to be like, I love the authorship of the Holy Spirit carrying along the writers of the scriptures. If someone ever said to that to the, me, the, the I would... The Theonustas words of God. If someone ever said that to me, I would be like, so are you a Mormon? Or <laughs> What? Why? That's not... I, I know, but like, that just seems like the kind of response. It's so stupid, it might as well be Mormon. <laughs> I, I sincerely apologize to anyone who no, I don't. I don't care. Um, who's your favorite author, Gabe? Uh, is, is it Spurgeon? No, what? <laughs> you just like... No, I'm not a Baptist. Um, is it R.C. Scroll? <laughs> no. Um, it's either... Is it Joel Osteen? It, it might be Lewis, C.S. Lewis. Uh, See again, it's yeah. We're, it's both both the like standard Christian answers, but like it is like they're great authors. Like, maybe he's my favorite fiction author. Nonfiction, I've got like people I like theologians I like, but I don't think of them as authors primarily. I think of them as like theologians who inevitably will write about theology and, yeah. and be an author then by default. Next if, question. If I had to give an answer that wasn't C.S. Lewis or Tolkien, it would be Neil Shusterman, author of Unwind and Full Tilt and the. Um, Everlost trilogy, quadrilogy, quadrilogy. Um, anyway, mine would be whoever authored uh, 
Mine would be uh, George and Harold from Captain Underpants. I th- I th- I, I, you said George and Harold, and I thought Harold and Kumar. And their authorship <laughs> of Captain Underpants. Nope. Um, what is the last show you binge watched? Daredevil season three. Oh, when they see us. I haven't watched that. Dude, really good. I, okay. I heard. You start watching it, and at the first couple episodes of like a really strong, like they're pushing a narrative, and it's like clearly like timely socially and you're like okay I see what you're doing but then it, when it gets into like you know when it's actually like a biopic about the when it reaches its peak yeah well yeah when it, when it hits its stride it's really good anyway <clears throat> okay if there was an Olympics event for everyday activities what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in being a lazy bum <clears throat> uh... not doing my homework until like 1am yes yes like a hundred percent. Yeah, I got homework due at midnight tonight. Um, that's not gonna Your homework's due in twenty-five minutes, fam. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oof. You're not even gonna be at your house in twenty-five minutes because we're probably gonna listen to this entire thing. <laughs> what's the next question? <laughs> um, what's your favorite app on your phone? I. This is the worst answer, and it's Candy Crush. I play all the time. Shoot. Uh, I don't really have apps. Like all the apps I have are like tools they're not like yeah, I don't have any games or like YouTube I watch a lot of YouTube yeah maybe my Google Play Music app I don't know I guess if there's one app I would like not ever want to have to be without it's Spotify okay just cause I like traveling I need music or I lose my mind yeah and I can't listen to the radio cause it's garbage if you could give yourself a nickname what nickname would you want people to call you um say that. No, don't, <laughs> I can't, don't say something. I can't say what I would but, but don't say the, the say. four words that came to my mind uh, that were all say, I was like no that one doesn't work. This one no that I can't say that one either. Uh, just just four things in a row that I was like I shouldn't I say that. I have no clue. Um Agarath, protector of goat. Gabe where they pronounce it correctly even though there's no e. <laughs> Gabe and not Gab, Gabe, yep. but there is no e. Uh, your name in my phone, and it will always be in my phone, is Gabe with no E spelled G-A-B. Dude, I've started spelling it with, uh, with an E. Who are you? It's it just in professional settings. It just is so much easier not to have to explain to everybody how my name is pronounced. Okay, I met a girl whose name is Alex, but her name is spelled... spelled her, na- her name is spelled... <laughs> it became, like, super deep south, like... The Bayou South. What's her name is her name's spelled Alex. No, her name is Alex, but it's spelled A L E K S. Oh, <laughs> I don't like her. And it, I don't like her parents. It's not her fault. It's her parents because they chose to name their this is their child. It sounds like this, her name this is crime against it humanity. It sounds like her name is Alec. And there are multiple of them. <laughs> it's Alec plural. It's like plural Alec. She has multiple personalities all named Alex. <laughs> Alright, what's the next question? We're getting near to your car. Um, what country do you never want to visit? I never want to visit um, France. I heard it smells. Oh. Um, I don't know. I don't really think... I don't... I, I'm not going to answer the question because I don't have a good answer. But I will say that I really don't care about traveling out of the country. 
like I'll do it. It sounds cool, I guess, but it's not like something. I it's not something about. you. It, it's like important. Like the, everyone needs to experience travel and change their point. I, I'm not that at all. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to travel. I can traveling to me could be like driving to Starved Rock. I love road trips. I do too, and I I love to see new places. But like the idea that traveling defines and changes you and like helps you, no, it doesn't. It's a luxury. It's not like a necessity. Well, like if I'm getting to know someone and they're like, I just want to spend time in Europe, and that's important to me. I'm like, oh, cool, have fun with it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Sure. I'm not gonna tell them not to. Like, if you want to travel somewhere, go ahead. But like, it's not a necessity that I go to like Italy or Greece or right. yeah. It's not like I don't need to go to like the Bahamas. I just, like, I can find somewhere awesome to be or make an awesome experience anywhere. Yeah. Um, we've proven this by our crazy experiences in Steak and Shake. Yeah. In Batavia, Illinois, that we've visited, like, countless times. Yeah. What is the most beautiful view you've seen? Uh, the most beautiful view I have ever seen is Gabriel Harder. Dang it, you stole my answer. <laughs> I was going to say that I am my, the most beautiful view I've ever seen. Oh, no, I, no, I thought actually, you were going to say me. I, I, no, I was. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I was going to say when I look to my right. <laughs> All right, next question. We're so close. Um, what did you do last night? I know what you did last summer. What did you do last summer? What did last I do night? last summer? Um, oh. What did I... What I worked... Okay, I worked at... Uh, a Bonton conglomerate called Carson's, which people native to where I'm from know exactly what that is and don't need explanation. But apparently, it's not called Carson's everywhere else. It's a Bonton whatever. Oh. Um, it's it's like one of the, it's like Hardy's Junior or like or Carl's Junior Hardy's situation. It's like different locations. It's called something else for no reason because who cares? Um, and I was living with my best friend at the time. I don't know what I did last summer. I hung out. I wasn't working. I was taking classes. I don't know. I hope that was audible with the, in the yawn. Yeah. What did you do for last hop? Wait. What did you do for parentheses last holiday? Oh, like whatever the most recent holiday was. Oh, okay. What did I do for? What was the last holiday? I don't know. What, what counts as a holiday? Valentine's Day? I, I don't. I, not really. Nothing. Memorial Day. Like, there's no. no there's no significant. I guess the the last significant holiday that happened was Christmas and it's June there's no significant holidays between uh, like next question we're almost here best and worst flavor of ice cream my favorite flavor of ice cream I'm sorry is vanilla I just I, I love vanilla uh, and, and no one can tell me that I'm wrong I love vanilla shakes if I'm gonna have like actual like ice cream ice cream it's chocolate um worst flavor of ice cream is chocolate I'm sorry I don't like chocolate ice cream okay uh, worst flavor of ice cream is honestly anything that's not chocolate or vanilla. Woo! It's All right. getting late. Last question. Last question. What TV shows did you watch when you were a kid? I watched Arthur. Yeah. I watched, um, I can't remember what's called, but this girl who wore, like, a yellow raincoat hung out with this weird monster with polka dots. Oh, oh, oh. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Out of the Box, Bear in the Big Blue House. Out of the Box. Yeah, I watched um, Thomas the... No, not Thomas. Not Thomas the Tank Engine. It was on after Thomas the Tank Engine. It was a tugboat. Oh, shoot. I know what you're talking about. I I feel like I want to say Thomas the Tugboat, but it's not right. And there's also the one about the planes. Yep. It was called... That was called Planes. That was a Christian Was it genuinely called was it yeah i can't remember anything about that show 
other than the fact that looking back, the character designs was so terrifying. I watched... Uh, like, how was I not scarred for life watching that yeah, show? Yeah, I watched McGee and Me. What is McGee and Me? McGee and Me uh, is the Christian Lizzie McGuire, but it was on before Lizzie McGuire, so really Lizzie McGuire is the secular McGee and Me. Hmm. Um, I watched... Uh, yeah, I watched that. I watched Pinky and the Brain. I also watched Pinky and the Brain. What are we going to do tonight? Right. Uh, the same thing we, we do every night, Pinky. Trying try to take, take over, over the world. world. Uh, yeah, dude. Cool. Well, this has been a great podcast, Ryan. Yeah, this has been a wonderful podcast. No one's going to listen this far in. Two girls in a car. <laughs> two girls in a car. A podcast about two guys in a car. A podcast about two guys in a car. Um, see us next week, where it's inevitably going to be like three weeks from now. All right. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Good night.